Episode 30, When Helping Becomes a Way of Life. At the end of my week-long reflection on the idea of service, I've landed in a place of gratitude and awe. People in our communities and countries are expressing their sense of service in compassionate and innovative ways. And in today's show, I'll share some of those stories with you. Keep listening. Welcome to Peace Matters, a show that uncovers peace in our communities, our countries, and deep within our souls. I'm your host, Maya Mathias, founder of Inventive Links, a leadership development company that cultivates enlightened executives, creative citizens, and wise writers for a more peaceful planet. Join me as I share three things in the show. One, curated stories that impact us as fellow humans. Two, tools for inner peace and insights that rebuild our communities. Three, updates on the peace-building work I do, plus answers to your questions about creating a more peaceful existence for yourself and others. Be sure to head over to inventivelinks.com to sign up for our Peace Matters newsletter, where I share bonus resources to build more peace in your world. And now, on with the show. Part 1. As the World Turns. Curated Stories That Impact Us as Fellow Humans. So earlier this week, I had an opportunity to watch one of the most powerful leaders in the United States deliver a speech or be in a conversation on a stage. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi was that leader. And as controversial a figure as she is, Some people love to hate her and some people love to love her here in America. Either way, there is something very interesting about her as a public figure and a public servant. And I was curious to see her up close and to get a sense of the energy and the leadership that she brings to any room. So I attended this conversation that she had on a day when she needed to respond to something in the news that had to do with the current investigation into the sitting president of the United States and had to do with the special counsel that had been assigned to investigate the president. So, you know, she responded to the questions from the audience and from the moderator. But she made sure as well to stick to her script and her intentions for this talk. She took the opportunity to share some of her thoughts on what the House of Representatives was doing, mostly behind the scenes and mostly things that aren't being actively covered in the media, to give us in the audience a sense of the work that they're doing, the legislative work that they're doing in service of the American people. So I found that interesting and enlightening because you don't always get the full picture from the news and it can sometimes be easy to get wrapped up in the notion that all they seem to be doing these days is going after the sitting president. So there was that. 
But what really drew me in was something she mentioned in the middle of this conversation that had to do with her four-point prescription for public service. She's been a public servant for years and years now. I'm thinking it has to be at least 30 or 40 years now, if not longer. And over that period of time, she has developed this four-point prescription for herself as a public leader, and she shares that with upcoming and current leaders in the House of Representatives. And in her mind, a good and effective and a good and effective public servant and one who can have longevity in the profession of public service needs to have these four things. One is a strong vision of why. Why are you in this work? If you're in it just for the spotlight and the ego, that might sustain you for a while, but it's not going to sustain you for the long haul. So you need to have a really clear vision of why you want to run for and serve in public office. The second point is you need to have the knowledge that's related to that vision, whether that's knowledge that you obtained academically in the school of hard knocks through lived experience, or ideally a combination of the three, you need to have robust and well-considered knowledge that serves that vision of why for yourself. Three, you need to have strategic thinking. It's all well and good to have the strong why, to have the knowledge that serves that why. But if you don't include this layer of strategic thinking for you to navigate the challenges that will come your way as you try to implement and deliver on that vision, then you're not going to get very far. And fourth, finally, which is something you don't often hear from politicians, public servants, or leaders in general for that matter, her fourth point is the importance and the ability of connecting heart to heart. Without this ingredient, things aren't going to go very well or last very long for a public servant. And it was interesting because I spoke to someone after the talk that Nancy Pelosi gave, and this person only had the opportunity to pop into the room for a few minutes and leave again. But she shared with me after the fact that she was blown away by the energy that Speaker Pelosi was projecting into the room and her ability to connect at that heart-to-heart level. So even when this person was in the room for a few minutes, she felt that heart and she felt moved by what she was hearing. So something for us to think about, whether we decide to run for public office or assume any position of leadership, I think this four-point prescription will serve us all well. Part two, Ohm is where the heart is, tools for inner peace and insights that rebuild our communities. So earlier this week, and you may know this from having listened to episode 29, I began live streaming on social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. 
And if you want to join me on those channels, all you need to do is go to inventivelinks.com slash live to check me out and follow me on those channels. Anyway, one of my weekday shows this week was highlighting a social entrepreneur named Linda Chung, who is using art in a very innovative way to serve her community. I will let her speak for herself by quoting her right now. She said, I was working on Wall Street. For me, everything was about numbers. Like for me, it's like, this is a systems problem. We need policy change. We need investment dollars going into this. And by this, she meant tackling climate change. She went on to say, and I started to realize, no, that's not the problem. The problem is cultural. So our economic system is entirely focused on productivity, on this sort of produce more growth, endless growth. And yet we can't have endless growth growth on a finite planet. So what Linda decided to do was to look for artists in her local communities, artists and computer engineers in her local community to come together and come up with an innovative solution to help inform and educate people in her community about climate change. And so they came up with this idea of interactive murals. And these murals are gorgeous. The visual artists did an amazing job of depicting creatures, all around animals, plants, creatures all over the world, and put them on these murals that are dotted all over Miami, Florida. Then she had these virtual reality computer programmers come by and install opportunities in embedded in the mural for people to use their devices to scan, their their electronic devices to scan, these VR codes, and through that to pull up more information about that animal or that plant or that natural environment on their electronic devices to learn more about how climate change was impacting our natural world. And I thought this was an amazing idea and really smart of her to combine the old and classic art forms with new technologies to bring the idea of climate change to life for people in her community. And a final thing she said in this regard was, I really want to reach more people from the general public, but the bridge to the public is missing. And I think art can be that bridge. So I love how she's using art to serve community. If you want more information on where she said all this stuff and which news piece I was watching where she said said this, you'll need to subscribe to my newsletter, my Peace Matters newsletter. I'll have more information about that in the next segment of this show. Part 3, News and Views, updates on our peace-building work, plus answers to your questions about creating a more peaceful existence for yourself and others. I'm going to round off today's show by sharing this book that I've started reading by a well-respected American 
journalist. His name is Scott Pelley. He has spent more than four decades as a journalist and reporter and photographer. And most of that career has been on one of America's three terrestrial and long-standing news outlets, CBS News. So, and 60 Minutes. He's also been a correspondent on 60 Minutes for about 20 years now. So he came out with a book this month called Truth Worth Telling. And what he's done is taken all the stories that he's covered through the years, sifted through them, and looked for the ones that not just illustrate the biggest news stories of our time, but reveal how people who lived through those events also found meaning in their lives because of those stories. So I was fascinated by the premise of the book because it aligns so closely with the peace-building work that I'm doing now. I want citizens in communities and countries all over the world to realize that life holds very rich meaning for all of us if we know where to look. And Scott has found a way to uncover a journey or a way or a perspective for you to find that meaning in life. So I'm going to be reading his book, and I know I'm going to enjoy it. I just have a sense about that. And I will be reviewing his book and sharing that review with you. And my way of sharing that with you is by putting it in an upcoming issue of my Peace Matters newsletter. So you need to get on the list for that in order to know where that review is going to show up online. Just go to inventivelinks.com. Right there on the homepage, there's a learn more button for my newsletter. Click on that button to subscribe. I look forward to having you on my newsletter list to sharing Scott Pelley's book, Truth Worth Telling, and all the other good stuff that I put into each week's issue of the Peace Matters newsletter. Okay, I'm going to leave it there for now. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time on the Peace Matters podcast. You've been listening to Peace Matters with me, Maya Mathias. This podcast is proudly powered by Inventive Links, a leadership development company that cultivates enlightened executives, creative citizens, and wise writers for a more peaceful planet. If you like this podcast, please consider supporting it by going to inventivelinks.com support. Want to take your podcast experience to the next level? Sign up for my next online workshop and start building a stronger path to peace inside and out. Go to inventivelinks.com events for more information. Sign up for a workshop, then show up with your best questions on the stories and insights we feature and with a sincere desire to lead a more peaceful existence. Till next time, let's make peace matter more each day. Bye for now.